0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business, serving hot, fresh food twenty four seven. Hi, Moan.
1: Hey, DK. How are you today, man?
0: I don't know. It's it's Thursday. You know, it's we're getting Thursday.
1: there. Pre Friday. Pre Friday. Well, almost every Friday.
0: Pre Friday is an upbeat perspective that I can appreciate. Moan. There's been a lot of discussion, both locally and nationally, about the disparity of the spending that the Steelers have right now between their defense and their offense. Like I don't even know the exact percentage, but an enormous amount is being spent on the defense and the offense costs almost nothing. Any, any thoughts on that? I mean, other than the obvious that they have a bunch of kids on offense.
1: Well, yeah, that, that is the most obvious take you can, you can have, um, but I'll almost say this. When you have a quarterback, it's easier to kind of do those things because I've always kind of said that's the one position that moves the ticker when it comes down to how good or bad you're going to be. I continually bring this. We've seen franchises just pick quarterback, pick first round, first round, the first round to sign a free agent to find the guy. We're watching uh currently the Indianapolis Colts. They've been going to get mercenaries for the most part when it comes down to them being good, because if you find that right one, you can end up being a a playoff contender it's it's one position defensively, though. I always kind of say those guys are idiots a little bit because they just run and hit, but. There's control chaos to that, though, DK. you you got to be able to find guys that know how to have gap integrity. you got to know to have guys when it's time to drop, you drop. you got to be able to have linebackers that don't have their, their eyes in the backfield when it comes down to play action. And the same goes as far as uh, secondary, too. One mistake defensively can be a bad day, which means six points on the scoreboard. So I, I think finding guys that you can cultivate defensively, which Pittsburgh has done, signing Minka, bringing back Terrell, having guys like Cam Sutton that's there still, uh, uh, Akilo, like you have those type of guys you say, I need to go ahead and keep them because it's much harder to find guys that can play defense in the NFL. I'll always give them crap because I'm an offensive guy, but the art form of being able to have a defense that can make you plays, and also DK, as much credit as we give the offense, they are the reason that you win. And 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 b- before, like, everybody wants to give Tom Brady all the credit in New England because he rung it up. He was the face behind the championships and what they did offensively. But if you really break it down, you look at that team that New England had when they were really just pumping and just winning Super Bowls that defense that they had has always been a top-ten defense. They always capitalized on turnovers. They always capitalized on getting the short field for that New England team. And if you say, okay, well, Mom, what about Pittsburgh? It was the exact same thing. We kind of talked a lot about that, DK, as far as this defense is too good for us to be sucking the way we are. Remember?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, there's no question about that. There's no question. and And, and this defense looks like it could be I mean, everyone gets into numbers: top five, top ten. I don't know. I, you know okay, I, where where I was thinking about them was probably top ten before the Ogunjobi signing. But then, even then, we don't know that Ogunjobi is going to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, plain and simple, where the payroll issue is is concerned, the salary cap investments that are nope. made, so much of it just comes down to the quarterback. This yeah. is, I mean, it's it's just. It's just, do you have a forty million dollar quarterback, wow. or do you not? And the Steelers mm-hmm. very clearly do not. I mean, that's yeah. not a, a criticism. That's that's on paper. No, and but- if and when Mason Rudolph gets traded, you're actually going to be spending even less on the yeah. quarterback position. And go, I mean, you, you can go left to right on the offensive line Good. is where, where actually the money's being made, but. The tight ends are children. The off, yep. the uh, the wide receivers have yet to be paid. The running back has <laughs> yet to be paid. Where is the money going to be spent?
1: Where are you just going to hand it out? Let's be real. If if you can afford to build a team up and then set it up for a young, like franchise quarterback, that has been the recipe. Unless you're the the Los Age and Los Angeles Rams as far as chasing the Super Bowl, Kansas City did it with Patrick Mahomes, okay? That's what initially what the Bills were going to do before they had to pay Josh Allen, and now they have a really good team. You either have an owner that will overspend out of his pocket for, for a quarterback the same way uh, the Rams, the same way that the Bills did, and we'd almost go to Tampa and say they did the exact same thing, too, where you hinged on the fact that, look, we're going all in for a guy out of our pocket because we have the team to surround them. But this is what's afforded. I honestly do think that's what the Chargers are trying to do right now. The Los Angeles Chargers. They're trying to get as much as they can out of a rookie contract before they actually got to spend that money and the new TV sure. money
0: come in. And Cincinnati's probably not a whole lot different. You know, oh, I, I mean, why do you, it's a, there, yeah, that's a perfect scenario there. You draft number one overall quarterback. Yep. You don't really have to pay him uh, for a while, certainly not, you know, crazy yeah. money. And so you say, all right, well, we can still get. This player and this player over here and this player. And then all of a sudden, as soon as Mahomes gets paid, what ends up happening? Oh, look, this guy left <laughs> and then that Tyre. guy left. And there he goes, Tyreek. And then it's like, OK, uh, it's it's a, it's just a different, different vibe to it the is. team. There's a different level of depth.
1: So it, it sounds like to me, and it's a little bit with myself, too, it's almost uneasy to build a team like that. Because yeah, I would think so. You, it is because you just don't know what you're going to get out of a young quarterback. Also, like if I if you were to put Joe Burrow in this this, this Steelers offense, I think everybody in the world say, yes, they're probably number ones in the AFC. So as, as far as getting to the Super Bowl, is that fair to say you got an offensive line? Um, yeah. I, you know, I think
0: a lot of Cincinnati's wide receivers, okay? I, I, I think I a lot too. of their wide receivers, okay? And I think more of their wide receivers than I do of Pittsburgh's. And anybody who has a problem with that, prove me well, wrong.
1: Okay, um, but we're I, talking I, about the talent, though, of, of Joe Burrow, too. I mean, let's uh, let's yeah. be real. The, the right. same no, wide I mean, receivers I'm not suggesting Burrow's oh, yeah. a separator, yeah. Burrow's, yeah, Burrow's a, separator a separator, for sure. And, and, and that's where I mean as far as the comfortability of going to get that type of guy. If it's not Kenny Pickett. And you surround them Well, guess what you'll be doing? You'll go get another quarterback. And I hope that's not the lifestyle that we're about to live and go through as far as quarterback after quarterback. But it seems to me that they have done a really good job of surrounding him with talent. It's a matter of Deontay getting paid. We've already saw Chase Claypool say that he feels like he's a top three wide receiver in his league. And and with that type of mindset, you got Fry moved And then you get an offensive line that builds chemistry together too. I know a lot of people are counting Coach Tomlin and his team out. But I'm a little bit more optimistic because I know the DNA of it, D.K. And there's
0: a certain second year running back who hasn't gotten paid yet either. But uh, he's going to have an impact, too, and he's going to have it at the ideal age. When we come back, which side has the most pressure on it, offense or defense? Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show and, and, and Moan we're talking about offense and defense and comparing offense and defense and remember the talks and I think this is what you were referencing in the first segment that we used to have about you know we're, we're out here and we're scoring a zillion points and, and, and uh, it'd be nice if some we didn't have to score a zillion points every game and you were trying to find gentle ways to say it would be wonderful if the defense would just be you know okay And that's a very, very normal thing in a football setting. It's not what you say publicly, but it's definitely what's said and felt behind closed doors, isn't it?
1: It is, man. And and like you said, those are private thoughts. You have the team within the team type of thoughts. Like I can have individual goals within the team concept. I think offensively we can have goals and be good within the team concepts in hopes that our defense or special teams is going to back us up. So you you ask the question, you know, where is the pressure? Who has the most pressure when it comes down to it this year, man? And, And I honestly do think it's offense. Um, there's so much that's that's unknown about one what the quarterback is going to do. Wow, I
0: was not expecting that answer. I, I, I got. It's not often, often that you like where you surprise me. Like I thought, wow, I, really? I don't
1: know who I'm turning into, DK. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say the offense has the most pressure because the defense is a proven commodity at this point. They just are. You know, if health and all goes well, even Devin Bush getting back to his old form, this defense is going to be daggone good. It, it just is. And I don't care what anybody says about it. I, they're going to be good, man. Uh, where you rank them, that's neither here or there. As long as they get the job done is how I'm looking at it. Offensively, though, and this is where we're, we've we had these conversations, I, I'd go up to you or you come up to me and I'd just be like, man, we're, we're scoring tons of points. And we're also giving up tons of points, too. And we kind of saw this a little bit from the Steelers offense last year. The defense would get turnovers on the short field and you get a field goal or you get no points or there'll be another turnover. And that's something that kind of bothers you as a team. It bothered me as a teammate sometimes where even for us, when we were just trying to figure out where we were going to be offensively, there were times in which I felt bad for our defense because we were stagnant. We couldn't move the ball first, second, third down, we might have got four yards. And you feel that pressure as an offensive player because within that defense and that offensive side of the ball, you think to yourself, I gotta be a good teammate. DK, if you give me the ball on the 40, 40 40-yard line going in and we net nothing, you gotta feel that pressure. And that's where this team is gonna be, I feel like, this year. And, and, And look at it also. Offensive line got broke off. If they're having a bad year, not able to run the ball, what are they gonna say? Guys, we got what are we gonna say, DK? And and as much as guys say I don't pay attention and this, I'm gonna be we kind of we scan the papers, we get the tweets, you kind of know what the consensus is from your fan base, and there's a lot to be had. And the other guy, Mitch Trubisky, if he's QB1 on day one, the pressure that he needs to have a second career is gonna be heavy.
0: I'll tell you what, here's how I feel about pressure, (laughs) Moan. I I, I feel like, and I see what your point is regarding the defense. They're just expected to be good. And now that you have, uh, you know, Keith Butler was, you know, he'd been around for a while, let's put it that way. And when you're talking about public pressure, what, what piles up on the coordinator over the course of time is unlike anything else, even what's on the head coach. So I think that with Terrell Austin there, with Brian Flores there, with the defense looking solid, I agree with you. I I think it's going to be something where it's just expected. And you know what? The truth is, it's probably just going to happen. But I can't even put pressure on offense. I put – I take – here's why. Really? I take all – of the concepts of pressure, and I roll them up in a big wet ball, and I throw them all at Matt Canada. Everything is on Matt Canada, Moan. Let's not pretend otherwise, okay? Oh. Because this was the way this was all supposed to be, remember? Yeah. here's your yeah. oh, You wanted a mobile quarterback. You wanted somebody who could roll out. You wanted somebody yep. who would do play action. Okay, here, here you go. Oh, you wanted to run the ball. Oh, here's a first-round pick. Just That's went fair. to the Pro Bowl. Uh, you wanted a better offensive line. We just pumped $40 million into it. What were wh- your results? You wanted a tight end? Here's Pat Friermuth. How about wide receivers? George Pickens was just yeah. added to the guys you had. Where's the pressure there, Moan? It's not yeah. on the players. It's not yeah. on the players.
1: It's on the coordinator. I really <laughs> believe this. I I, I So... I'll add that into the to, to my to my offensive side too. You're you're 100 correct, and I, I'll mention this too. I saw a clip where Coach Tomlin mentioned, you know, uh, speaking of just non pedigree type of stuff when it comes to coaching. Um, and and I kind of co- retweeted it also, and I, I put a caption behind. It. I was like, a lot of times players get into situations where coaches use the excuse where he's uncoachable. I need a better guy. No, 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 no. To your point, you're saying this. It's on you to coach. You're paid to do it. I don't want to hear no excuse about how young. I don't want to hear an excuse about their new guys. You're not into any of that. What is this, year three for him? Or year two or three? It is. Well, it's year
0: two at coordinator, he was also quarterback's coach for a year before that.
1: Um. So, yeah, I, I think that's fair. and We've yet to talk about him a whole lot, DK, and I can't wait to get more into that as preseason steps up and when we get our eyes on him at camp also about what this offense is going to look like because they don't give everything in camp, but you see a real good thesis on what this offense needs to look like in camp. If they're having bad day after bad day after bad day after bad day in camp offensively, Is it fair to say we'll we'll side-eye Matt Canada?
0: (laughs) Probably doing that already. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, it's the Hey Moan segment. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the ever-popular Hey Moan segment. And today's entry comes from a comment... On our site, on DK Pittsburgh Sports, Mr. G says, Hey, little Foster. Oh, wow. People have good memories.
1: <laughs> little Foster. rain still foster rains.
0: Lives on. The other day, DK wrote on the site about our, our two young defensive line guys. He said that DeMarvin Leal is a stronger pass rusher than run defender and that Isaiah Loudermilk is the opposite. So my question is, which is the harder skill to master? And which of these two players, based on that, should develop faster? Can you share any observations about the young guys uh, that, you know, that you've know that you gone against or have developed more quickly and why? I love the show and the chemistry and all that other stuff. Ah, he says a bunch of nice things. What you got, Mo?
1: <laughs> as, as far as which skill is, is, is harder to, to keep up with, I would probably go with the pass rush. Because the moment that you can't do that skill, uh, the moment they'll find somebody else to do it for you. Um, If you come out of college and you are in college, I think a lot of sacks is like 12 in a year and you never actually tap into that in your career in the NFL, you're known as a pass rusher. You better be able to do that at the next level. It should translate over uh, simply because that's the one thing that you're good. And it's also a high value situation, too. This day and age with the way quarterbacks air the ball out, the way wide receivers are involved in the passing game and the way they create for them, the quicker you can get to the quarterback, the better it is for you as, as a pro. Now, the run stopping aspect of it, too. That simply comes down to to technique. Sometimes one of the best run stoppers I've seen was was Hokey Bro. He was always good at holding his point, holding his pivot, and just doing his job. Again, we kind this of this would sport.
0: be this would be Chris Hoke for Chris those Hoke. of you who wouldn't be able to line up what a Hokey Bro is. He Hokey does that bro. though.
1: I do that. That's, that's teammate talk, right there. Sorry about that. Uh, uh-huh. But he he was so good at it to where it it was a value now. The, the opposite side of it is you can be real good on first down, stopping a the run, then a the second and 10, and it turns into a pass rush. That's where where I said the pressure to be good at getting after the quarterback, it really ramps itself up simply because you don't have to be good at just one time being on the field. You got to be good on second down, third down, and then you may have to stay out there again for first down depending on what type of set you are in. And, and, and this is the other side of it too. If you got a real good run stopper on your team, Teams will find ways in a personnel to get you off the field, too. So, again, it's better to be good at the pass rush in today's NFL than it is the running game, simply because you can find ways off the field if you're just good at that one simple thing. So with milk, it's, it's in his best interest to really develop that discount. Because having a young guy like Leal is something that's going to be a challenge. He's going to feel that pressure. Loudermilk is going to feel that pressure of, well, man, I got to find my spot on this team. And it's got to be in one-on-one pass rush in camp. It's got to be showing up in the preseason games, too. If The run skill, I, I, run stopping is just a, just a bonus right now.
0: Yeah, that's it feels like to an extent in all of the conversations that I've had with players on both sides of the ball, that the other component in this is that pass rushing involves – certain physical tools that might or might not be there for a certain player. We talk about separators. This is a separator. usually is a separator a lot earlier in your career than when you get to Mm -hmm. the NFL. You either have that quickness or the quick twitch or the ability to carry a certain amount of weight to get to the quarterback, to close on the quarterback. And if you – whereas run-stopping, just to complete the thought here, whereas run-stopping – and and we hear this from Cam all the time – is – you know, stay in the stay in the gap, in gap yeah.
1: integrity. Stay, stay, stay. Well, a lot of that—that's just up here. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'll say this as far as what's value and, and uh, how, how it's kind of viewed. I don't think anybody really batted an eye other than the school he came from out of college. But when Alex Highsmith came in and you saw that flash. Of pass rush you saw he had hip flexibility you saw he can bend and at least get to the quarterback I feel like it kind of made you easy and in, in the way he was going to transition into this Steelers defense that's just one guy in particular when we talk about value DK and again what what was one of the things we had to speak of when it came to him oh, he's got to get stouter in the run game. Well, guess what? We can work on that a whole lot better than we can his pass rushing skills. So I'm appreciative of the fact. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's the way to look at it. I mean, that's the whole, I mean, James Harrison used to say that regularly. If if you're you're talking about sealing the edge, that's not an option when you're playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can't just be a pass rush guy. Um, You know, I I think back to, you know, the last guy that the Steelers had that was really just completely one-dimensional on the outside, you have to go all the way back to Kevin Green. Uh, I, I think, you know, I mean, to an extent, Jason worlds world wasn't the greatest run ceiling right. guy on the end. He was able to get to the quarterback. Now we're getting to outside guys, which is a completely different discussion than what was brought up. So it, well, the, I, the defensive line pass rushing. Go ahead, Moan.
1: I'll just say this one guy that I had a huge respect for. And you, when I mentioned his name, you're going to be like, yeah. And I, I describe his job. Gerald McCoy. He stops the oh. run on the way to the quarterback. That's how you look at him. Fletcher Cox is another one. Stopping the running game on the way to the quarterback. You, The ones that are dynamic, Cam Hayward even. Stopping the run on the way to the quarterback. That's, That's a really good want.
0: way of looking at it. Because I think of when, when Cam is at his very best, yeah. he's just he's got both of those pterodactyl wings out. And he's yeah. just taking bodies with him. Whereas I think more with Fletcher Cox, I think of him more as just being that guy that just finds a way to rifle through. But again, he takes care of other things yep. along the way. That's a really, really good point, Moan. You're good at this,
1: man. It's um, almost like you played in the league or something. I, I don't know. You know, I, I may have had a side gig here for a little while—eleven years, <laughs> no big deal.
0: We'll do one more Ramon Foster show for the week tomorrow. Thanks to everybody for watching, and uh, we'll see you then. Let's see.